This is all theater. This is all just political theater. Political theater. Political theater. Pure political theater. Theater. Political theater. The nefarious, significant, and protracted political, political, political theater for political theater's sake. I yield back. From Washington, this is Political Theater. Roll Call's review of the spectacle of politics on Capitol Hill and across the country. I'm Jason Dick. I am also a survivor of sexual abuse, and I believe without a doubt that the circumstances that led to my abuse and allowed it to continue are directly the result of the fact that the organizations created by Congress to oversee and protect me as an athlete, USA Gymnastics, and the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee Committee failed to do their jobs. Few things unite people like the Olympics. We cheer not just for our team, but our country. We're protective of the athletes who provide us a point of pride and patriotism. So when those athletes are hurt or abused and the institutions that are supposed to protect them fail, we want to know what happened. To be clear, I blame Larry Nassar and I also blame an entire system that enabled and perpetrated his abuse. Larry Nassar, the former team doctor for the women's gymnastics team, spent years sexually abusing members of the team. And even when the FBI was alerted to the problem, it failed to address it. Eventually, USA Gymnastics and law enforcement did get involved, and Nassar is now behind bars. But who failed the athletes? Remarkably, in a highly polarized time, Congress investigated that question, and it acted on a bipartisan basis to toughen oversight of the Olympics body. But we still want answers. On Wednesday, the Senate Judiciary Committee conducted a hearing of what went wrong, and they heard from four of Nassar's victims, including gold medalist Simone Biles, as well as FBI Director Christopher Wray and Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz. CQ Roll Call Chief Correspondent Niels Lesniewski is here on the podcast to discuss the hearing, as well as the actions Congress has taken on a surprisingly bipartisan basis, and what might come next. Niels, welcome to Political Theater. Is good to be back. Uh, certainly a difficult day uh, and a difficult subject matter uh, always to talk about, but it is good to be here. Now let's let's talk about you know the the testimony that you know we we, we opened with Simone Biles, uh, you know arguably uh, the most famous gymnast uh, in in the world, and certainly the the most uh, you know talented one uh, you know that, that we've seen in in generations uh, across the world. Uh, you know, let's let's talk about what led to this moment with her and her colleagues uh, on the gymnast team uh, testifying. Uh, just give a quick little recap, and we'll get then we'll get into some of the other issues. Well, so this all uh, sort of dates back really uh, to 2015, uh, when there were the first reports of abuse by Larry Nassar, the uh, former team. Uh, gymnastics coach for USA Gymnastics, uh, and the first reported abuse cases were attempted to be reported to the law enforcement, particularly to the FBI. Uh, The focus of today's hearing uh, where Congress uh, gets involved at this point in time uh, is now uh, the Inspector General of the Department of Justice, Michael Horowitz, has issued a report uh, over the summer in which 
uh, it's just absolutely sweeping uh, sort of conspiracy to sweep this all under the rug, particularly by the Indianapolis field office of the FBI, but certainly the, the extent to which the FBI failed to deal with who a person who was in fact a serial child molester uh, who is now serving, I believe, 175 years uh, in prison uh, is just, it, it's, it's one of these things that would be remarkable even if we were not talking about uh, some of the most elite uh, athletes in the country. Uh, but that just, you know, certainly heightens the level of attention that Congress is going to pay. Uh, it's certainly, you know, a hearing of this nature on a, a Department of Justice OIG report might not always make uh, cable news airwaves across the dial, but uh, certainly that's what we saw today um, when the uh, gymnasts uh, came to testify, along with FBI Director Chris Ray uh, and, and Mr. Horowitz. And and I think I feel like one of the things that makes this so intertwined with Congress is not just the the obvious you know um, you know the, the nature of just our our interest in the Olympics and and the and the seriousness of the crimes, but that the you know Congress has a role uh, in in oversight of the Olympics as well. I mean, there, so I mean, I almost felt like when we heard some of the testimony that the, you know, that Congress had failed as well as the FBI. Uh, I mean, like, talk a little bit about some of the oversight that Congress does have, that Congress has responsibility for over the Olympics, because this was not just, I mean, the sense that I got was people were saying, this is not just the FBI who failed, uh, it's it's uh, people in this building, too. Well, sure. The, you know, the, the investigation on the congressional side, uh, on the Senate side, that started really uncovering a lot of this was a Commerce Committee subcommittee a few years back uh, that was led by uh, Jerry Moran, Republican Senator from Kansas, and uh, Richard Blumenthal, uh, Democratic Senator from Connecticut, who were looking into how the uh, U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee and USA Gymnastics beyond dropped the ball, but really tried to cover up uh, what was going on, and continued to send uh, gymnasts uh, to Mr. Nassar's clutches, for lack of a better term, uh, despite the fact that they knew what was going on. And so there, there was this congressional investigation, Senate investigation, that focused on sort of what can be done uh, to try and reform the the Olympic. Uh, movement, not just in uh, gymnastics. I, I can remember there have been athletes from all sorts of sports that have shown up. Uh, and I've been to these these news conferences sometimes when there's not a gold medal winning uh, gymnast, don't get nearly the kind of attention that they do, uh, like what we saw uh, on Capitol Hill today. Uh, but the investigation that Congress did initially was largely focused on sort of trying to figure out what the uh, role of the, the Olympic movement is in the U.S. US Olympic involvement. Uh, the law that was passed ultimately that uh, uh, Moran and Blumenthal uh, sort of led through to becoming law 
creates a pathway for Congress to actually, if they wanted to overthrow the U.S. Olympic uh, and Paralympic Committee or to um, decertify a sanctioning body for a particular sport. Um, but the question I think now becomes uh, what else is, is Congress going to have to do um, and what else uh, may need to be done in the ongoing oversight space? So, you know, set aside what we know has happened in the past. What do we do when we find out that something happened to the athletes who were in uh, Tokyo just a couple of months ago? Uh, if we find out something um, horrifying uh, is still ongoing, then the ball is really in Congress's court. And I, I think that what you said there is really kind of significant because as, as much as, again, as, as horrifying as what, you know, what happened with Nassar, um, so much of this, this hearing was about, you know, what happened and trying to figure out that, I mean, we've, we've got this clip of, of Dick Durbin, the Senate Judiciary uh, Committee chairman, uh, who, who's kind of gone after the FBI. It shocks the conscience when those failures come from law enforcement itself. And yet that is exactly what happened in the Nassar case. And what there seems to be kind of a lack of is what to do next. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things that you mentioned when we were kind of preparing this, this podcast was that after the Olympians left and, and thereby a lot of the, the attention, uh, you know, and, and the cameras and, and the, the, the audience, the, the, Questions turned to the FBI and and the Justice Department and Michael Horowitz, who you'd mentioned, who's the Inspector General of the Justice Department, said, uh, "Well, well, maybe, you know, maybe they need an Inspector General in some of these uh, Olympic uh, committees and, and Olympic uh, boards and so forth." And I just thought, "Oh, that's probably the last thing that they need. They need people to just sort of do their job with what they have." going on right now, right? I mean, it just, it seems like they're not focused on what do we do now? How do we make sure that oversight is better now going forward? Right. I, I think that the, the, the challenge is with the uh, system having been so dispersed uh, previously is who exactly will be the oversight uh, body for the, uh, particularly for the Olympic Committee, uh, is I think an open, an open question at this point in time. And you, you may well be right. It may be, you know, that if the solution turns out to be that there needs to be another investigator, uh, whether it's an inspector general or what sort of forum that should take, that could be useful, but it could also always be another layer of of bureaucracy and and whether or not uh, really what 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 the athletes say they really are looking for, I think, is for people to just do their jobs and that you know you you shouldn't need another layer of oversight beyond reporting sexual abuse to the FBI, right? It should be clear that if something rises to the level that you are, you are 
reporting a crime to federal law enforcement, you have already gone beyond the scope of, you know, the Olympic Committee or USA Gymnastics or pick a sport. Uh, there should be uh, a process by which that just, you know, goes through the, the channels that we all think that it should. And and I think that the, the challenge here is going to be um, for, for Director Ray in particular um, is going to be assuring that uh, that does in fact happen going forward. Uh, the other thing, Jason, which I think is important to get into here a little bit, is that the Justice Department itself, while the FBI showed up and the Justice Department IG showed up, um, notably absent was a representative from Maine Justice, you know, down across the street here from where we are recording this this podcast on Pennsylvania Avenue in D.C., uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland or a designee of his were not present. Uh, after the hearing, um, Richard Blumenthal, Senator Blumenthal was quick to point out that they were missing. And I don't think that it is going to go over very well um, if, in fact, none of the FBI agents or other federal sort of officials who were involved in this and may have, in fact, uh, covered up the allegations or made materially false statements to the inspector general's office. Uh, I think there's going to be some more questions for, for the attorney general if those aren't prosecuted. Yeah, no, that's, that's a really good point. Um, I mean, one one thing I I do want to talk about a little bit too is is that this the the desire to do something the the you know the 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 legislation that you mentioned that Jerry Moran and and Richard Blumenthal worked on. Um, I mean, th- this is one of those things where it's like, wow, this is this seems to be like you know. Uh, something that people can agree on, and this is a relatively, you know, rough time in politics, very polarized. Um, talk a little bit about about that legislation, which passed just you know a couple of years back, uh, and and what it did, and and what it took to get it over the finish line. Because to me, anytime you have something like that that's bipartisan, um, it it it's it's notable. <laughs> well, I think what came about uh, most notably was this more clear direction that not only was there, there was an organization that was sort of stood up to try and uh, address these incidents and keep them, keep there from being uh, a repeat through increase, there was increased training and oversight. Um, But really it's the, it's the, it's this potential sort of bludgeon element that that Congress now has. In reality, Congress has long had the authority to um, address matters of Olympic participation. Uh, this this dates back at least to the 1970s with the the Ted Stevens Act, but it is not something that you necessarily, you know, pay very much attention to. It's not something that is normally on the top of uh, Congress's radar. But I think what is key to how this all came together was just the fact that Moran and Blumenthal 
put so much of their personal stock into getting this across the finish line. They built the kind of coalition. They had a lot of people who became interested in the topic, uh, but it took years of, of, of sort of investigating to get everyone on board and to find out where they thought the problem actually was uh, and what the solution may be. I don't think we know yet uh, whether or not, you know, will it work? We sure hope so, but, but I don't think we know yet. And I think that that's sort of what you're getting at there, Jason, is we, we, we don't know if any of these new protocols that have been put in to try and avoid a recurrence of this uh, will actually bear fruit uh, when people are not paying attention. And, and so we don't know yet. Uh, and that's what we all have to keep watch for. It's going to continue to be fascinating. I don't think we've heard the last of of this case, certainly. Like you said, there's some loose ends out there, like where the Justice Department was, uh, where the U.S. attorneys, you know, who had who had uh, some some say in this were and so forth. But I, I appreciate uh, you walking us through it because it's it's this level, it's this world that's kind of under the surface of, of a lot of the, the, the glitz. And, and I, I think it's kind of healthy to examine it in, in the way that we are, even if it's kind of painful. So thank you. Thank you.